You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're listening to the E2C Network podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com War Eagle Auburn fans, welcome to Inside the Jungle, your source for Auburn men's basketball analysis and discussion. On tonight's episode, we're going to be breaking down an Auburn Tigers loss, this time to the Texas A&M Aggies at home in Auburn Arena ending Auburn's home winning uh, record they had going there by the score of 75 to 78, dropping the Tigers overall record to 24 and six on the year, 11 and six in the SEC play. We're going to break down all the action, the sad storylines and everything else in between to do that. I brought in my friend and co-host, Mr. Drew Hooper. Uh, This is a tough one to break down, Drew. Yeah. Welcome to your unranked Auburn Tigers. So you really think it's going to be that bad by the end of this? No, no ranking for them. I mean, what, we dropped to seventeen. We lost to a fourteen and four team, fourteen and fourteen team at home after not losing all all season there. It, yeah, it, they're going to be unranked, and you're huh? probably looking unless Auburn makes a statement against Tennessee and gets a game or two in the SEC tournament. You're looking at probably your six or s- seven seed would be a stretch. Probably six seed Auburn Tigers. I got to be honest with you, Drew. This is probably the most frustrated that I have seen you be with this team all season. And that's that's saying something because we've had some frustrating games. Where's that coming from? Uh, it's coming from just a, I don't know. This team plays in the most frustrating way possible. They, a, a lot of our seniors just seem entitled mm-hmm. as if the other two teams have laid the groundwork. And yeah, they've been a part of those teams, but it's almost as if they feel like, they should be respected. They should be adored. They should not have to go out and work their tail off. And that's not Auburn basketball. That's not Auburn University. Yeah. And I was thoroughly embarrassed by multiple players tonight, uh, just in the way they've played all season and especially these past couple of games. It's just, it, it's getting to the point where it's unacceptable. And yeah, there are some outside factors all the time. And yeah, it's only a game, but it's one of those that you see the talent and see what this team could do, and especially with a down year in college basketball, to think that this team could make an elite eight run was not unheard of, but like just consistently frustrating is how I would describe this team. Yeah, and I, I completely agree on that, and that's what makes this one so hard to break down tonight because here's the thing we should be talking about. We should be celebrating tonight the senior class. We should be uh, admiring them for taking care of business at home against an inferior opponent, at least by record standpoint, and yet we're having to criticize them. And you know, we try very hard here on this network to be very supportive. Uh, well, we're always supportive, but always uh, – trying to pump up our uh, our coaches our players and bring them into a good light but there are times where we just have to call an ace an ace and this is one of those times i was extremely extremely disappointed 
uh, by uh, several players as well. Um, we might get into a few of those here. And I do want us to maybe talk a little bit about the seniors in a good light if we can at the end of this. But we, we've got to move past these frustrations that we have tonight. And I know that a lot of the Auburn family has after this game. Uh, so let's work through some of that tonight if we can and uh, see if we can't make some sense of all this and find the silver lining. I, I don't know that that's possible, but we can. So let me, let me just start here at the very bottom, Drew, to make you feel really good. Since 1990, Auburn has not had a win against Texas A&M at home. How does that make you feel? Doesn't make me feel any better. Uh, this is a bad Texas A&M team. Should have won, and we didn't. Like, there's just no no excuse for it. Nothing's going to make me feel bad about this unless you go tell me that somehow the Texas A&M Aggies stole all the Auburn Tigers powers like they're the monsters in Space Jam. <laughs> but even still, guess what? The Space Jam team won. Like they beat the monsters. So that doesn't even make me feel better. Never in my life did I think we would bust out Space Jam references in this one. So thank you for that. It <laughs> actually makes me feel, at least makes me have a little bit of humor about this very frustrating situation tonight. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I bring that set up because it was significant. It's obviously the one that was you know, flashing all over the TV throughout the night since 1990 or that they had the longest home winning streak. So there's the other thing for you. So not only can we not break that streak, we end another streak that was really in our favor at home with the last game on senior night for arguably one of the more influential senior classes that Auburn has had under the Bruce Pearl era. So you just keep compounding this issue here. Um, so, Drew, let's just help me here. What did Texas A&M do besides what Auburn didn't do? But what did Texas A&M do tonight to actually make themselves a formidable opponent? They played their game, and then we tried to play their game. And it's stupid. Like, it, it's just the only word to describe it. Texas A&M wants to drag you into the mud. They want to slow the game down. They They are the second worst offensive team in the sec and we literally let them be the second worst also offensive team in the sec and still right. win like yeah. we played into their hand they wanted to keep it below 60 possessions we came out with 59 possessions oh my like, gosh or 58 possessions they came out with 59 like we we didn't get to the line but 18 times and yeah that seems like a little stat but i feel like we should have gotten there more we should have been more attacking and we didn't rebound well like we we let them keep in the rebounding game with nine offensive rebounds. And like it, that's what the second half came down to was just the fact that we struggled to get the offensive board and we looked as if we were disinterested in being at Auburn Arena today. Yeah, and I don't know what that is. I mean, you, yes. So Auburn's coming off a very, uh, what I would call a strong performance against Kentucky in Rupp Arena. And yes, they lost the ability to win the SEC because Kentucky secured the regular season title with that game. But there's still so much to play for here. I mean, you're trying, you're obviously secured for that double buy, but you're basically positioning yourself in the SEC tournament to not have to meet Kentucky again until the actual championship game of that tournament, if you make it there. Now Auburn's in a situation where if I know the ranking or the standings correctly here, LSU has now moved up ahead of us. And so now that moves us down to three. And if we lose it, that's not correct. Uh, LSU lost to Arkansas tonight. 
the LSU did lose to Arkansas. I missed, yeah. I missed that memo. Okay, thank you for correcting me on that. So that at least makes me feel a little bit better that, that we still are in the driver's seat in terms of that second seed there. But the point still stands here is that there was so much to play for tonight, and it just seemed like at times this team just was not there after the first five minutes of the game. Because let's talk about those first five minutes or so. They come out firing like nobody's business. They go up, what, I think one to 11 or two to 11, 12 to one. And what happened after that point? Did we just forget how to make a basket? You want to know what happened, Kyle? What happened? Guess what our next five shots were? No, don't tell me. (laughs) Guess what they were? Three-pointers. Three-point shots. And then we made a layup. And then guess what our next five shots were? Three-pointers. Three-pointers. Guess how many of those we made? One. Zero. (laughs) I can tell you what happens. I've harped on it on this show. I've harped it in our in our chat. I've harped on it everywhere. And like I'm just a I'm a armchair coach. I used to do high school basketball and all that, so I know a little bit of what I'm talking about. And mm-hmm. I know Bruce has got to be frustrated with this too. But we drive the ball to start the game. We literally get into the paint, score. Wiley has like started off on fire the past four or five games. Right, like really been just a handful down low. And as soon as he gets like four six points in that range and maybe goes to the bench for his first break we decide you know what driving the lane was a really stupid idea why should we ever do that let's just settle for contested jumpers dancing at the wing and you know what it results in O of 10 from three so you brought up something interesting there so it seems to change after while he gets his first few points and takes his break is it simply because we don't have somebody that can do what austin wiley does i'm not talking about necessarily size and things like that but it can be a dominant force like that is that at play there no because wiley has been on the floor uh both or in the past three games when we've gone on our skid he's been on the floor for those first four to five misses from three point. It is, we start that way. And then our guards determine we want to play differently. And that is atrocious. Like I'm going to lay it at the feet of three players uh, this whole season of what's been wrong. And it, and it strictly comes down to how Samir Dowdy, how Javon McCormick and how Anthony McLemore have carried themselves and played every game this year. They have been good at times but for the most part very selfish and very bad players for this team um, the majority of the time and tonight rings no more true than that yes dowdy comes away with 25 points played very selfishly played very within himself looking only to get his mccormick comes away with five points two of seven shooting he did have 10 assists but for the most part he made bonehead plays in the first half that then put us in a hole going in the second half and Anthony McLemore I don't think he could shoot if he was standing over the basket and all he had to do was drop it in right now like Mm -hmm. he is broken and he is making poor mistakes and the very last play of the game Bruce had sat there at the timeout that Bud Williams called drew up the play your six-year senior does not know where to go with the ball when the ball is inbounded to him he panics that's unacceptable. I don't know what's wrong with them. Something needs to be fixed. And I know we don't want to just consistently like beat the dead horse, but those are your three players who are seniors who need to have accountability laid at their feet because it solely rests with them. Wiley's playing out of his mind. Okoro's doing well. Our bench players, when they come in, are doing their part. Purefoy has picked it up. He's not shooting as well, but he's not making bonehead plays. And so it's those three that are supposed to be leaders and supposed to be the veterans on this team that, frankly, they they look like they're not even at the same level that the rest of the players are. 
let me done, walk through done, that. Done with all the rant. I, I, I no, that's a great rant here. And then let me walk through you with that a little bit here, because I agree with a lot of what you said there here. And if you're going to walk through the lineup and kind of pick out who's not doing their job, you look right at the top here of what we're looking at here on this stat sheet. Daniel Purifoy, he is not supposed to be the big scorer of our team. He's supposed to do his job. He's supposed to knock down a couple of three-pointers every once in a while, have a couple of drives to the lane, and he does that tonight. So, I, you know, Dan Gell has consistently done exactly what he's supposed to do. Doesn't mean he always has a great game. So he, he's not at fault for this game or this series of issues that have been arising in the latter half of the SEC schedule here. Okoro, of course, he's he's Okoro. He's, there's not much outside of his struggles getting, not even struggles, just working back from that injury uh, that we can kind of point to and say, well, maybe he could have done a little bit better here. Austin Wiley has been a beast. So, yeah, I think at this point, if you look, especially at the starters, that kind of does lay it at the feet of our guards. And that really has been the difference this year in good ways and in bad ways. At the beginning of the season, a non-conference play, you couldn't stop the guards. You couldn't stop either of them. If Samir was having a great game, Javon would have a great game the other night in terms of points. So, I, you know, I don't know what it is. I, I really don't besides being selfish. And if I have to call someone out tonight, I, I will call samir dowdy out i know that you think that this is your thing is to go over there and shimmy every time you make a three-pointer cut it out dude i'm sorry we know you're a good three-point shooter you don't have to go and shake it in front of the defender every single time you make a good a clutch one we know that you're a good three-point shooter if that happens again i will lose my mind drew well he he missed missed four times that i could count shimmying getting into the press Yep. Like, because he is too busy celebrating his individual success, he forgot the team and did not get into the press. And I, I think I think all of us are frustrated. And it, uh, I mean, there's a couple of Twitter accounts I saw at the end of the game, like it's getting down to crunch time. Auburn needs some baskets. McCormick runs down the court and just throws up a wild contested three. Yep. And it's just just lack of awareness. Like if this was NBA 2K, their awareness level would not be, it'd be like an F minus. It'd be rated like 22 out of a hundred. There's nowhere near where they need to be on awareness of the situation that they're in. And I think what we're seeing, and I may be completely out of bounds with this. I think what we're seeing with the freshmen who are, are bench production and all that. Yes, they're struggling because SEC play, it's a little bit tougher, but I think when that's your leadership, like you, you sink your level to, yep. to whatever they're doing. Like you match their level. And whenever they've come out and they've been dialed in, our bench has come out and been dialed in. Yep. And whenever they've come out and have been selfish and played for, for me, 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 and look to kind of just do their own thing. That's when our team comes in and looks disjointed when the bench gets minutes. Yeah. And yeah. I, I, I'm just, I, I've never loved and hated a team more than I've hated this team. <laughs> Like, I, I love a lot of the players on this team. I love Bruce Pearl. I love what he has got this Auburn team to do. But I am so disgusted with the majority of this team. And not even the majority. There's a the handful of this team that just, they don't measure up to the Auburn standard. And people may fully disagree with me with that. But they're just not people I'm proud of to say that's an Auburn Tiger. 
Well, can, you can at least say from the way that they're playing and handling themselves in situations, not just production wise, but the way oh, you know yeah. we talked about the Samir, the Samir thing. You know, look, it's been addressed before. Apparently, Coach Pearls talked to me and said that's just the that's just the thing I do. I, I'm sorry, stop it. You at some point have to grow up and just I, look. I can get a, down with a little bit of jawing with your opponent. You know, that's fine if you want to get in their head just a little bit, but you, you can do so subtly. You shimmy when you're up 20. You don't yes. shimmy when you're down by four. And, and I would even say this, Drew. I, I'll be honest. I, I don't just don't shimmy at all. But like if you've got to at least make sure the game's in hand and the game was not in hand at this point. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think that's a couple things that came out of this this part of the discussion here that I, I pick up on and, and have been storylines throughout our episodes. A lack of leadership. Who's the leader of this team? We want it to be Okoro. And as talented as he is, I just don't think he's had a the time but develop that part of his game yet to be the leader of a team like a jared harper or bryce brown uh and the other part of this is is the guard play it's got to be consistent at some point we've got to figure out everybody's got to know how to play within themselves but not in a selfish way and be productive tonight um but here let me let me switch gears just for a little we can come back to anything else that you might have that you need to get off your chest but let's talk about austin wiley I thought if anybody tonight recognized the significance of this game for the senior team, it was Austin Wiley. 15 points tonight, 7 for 9 from the field. He does foul out. A little questionable there. I'll, I'll hold that off. <laughs> but uh, I thought I was very impressed with the way he seemed to take this seriously tonight and make the most of it and made a huge impact on the game. What did you think about his play? Yeah, I thought Wiley did well, like, did phenomenal at the beginning, set the tone, and then we just left him out to dry. Yep. And I just, oh, I just hate it, because I think Austin Wiley legitimately, if we would just play and play down with him, because he is working his butt off to get open, and the commentators were commenting on it tonight, that he is open, like, get the ball to him, and we don't. And if we would feed him, uh, there's no doubt this man could pop a 30-point game. Like, there's no doubt in my mind that he could do it because he is such a force down low. He has the most fouls drawn, like, per 40 minutes for our team. Like, he would foul out single-handedly everyone down there. And I I thought it was an impressive game. Like, yeah, he only came away with five rebounds. He got four knocked out of his hands by our own teammates. Mm -hmm. So I I think he's probably could have gotten another double-double realistically um, if things just bounce a little bit differently but i mean you can't be mad at him the efficiency seven of nine and the the other miss he he only really had one true miss because the other miss he got and put right back up right and so i i you gotta give credence to how austin wiley's finishing the season he has been phenomenal and in the darkness that is auburn basketball right now and i know that's dramatic at what we're (laughs) we're at 24 and 5 in the year six on the year whatever we are yeah but like in this like hellish stretch that we've been on austin wiley is like the the glowing light at the end of the tunnel that if we could figure out hey that guy can go out and get us buckets then we would really figure a lot of things out Here's my hope is that Austin Wiley went into this locker room at the end of the game and just laid it. We've used this phrase a lot laid it at the feet of the rest of his seniors and said, I was the only one out there tonight. Well, I guess he shouldn't phrase it that way, but guys, no, he should, we, he, should. We, he should, but you know, I, 
it's going to take a much more humble person than me to be able, and probably Austin for that matter, to be able to say that in a way that's not going to come off really poorly to your team. Uh, but he just needs, he needs, I hope he just stepped in there and just, just laid it out and said, guys, this, this is embarrassing. We, we have got to start over right now and figure this thing out or else we will get embarrassed in the SEC tournament. We will get embarrassed in the first round of the NCAA tournament. And uh, that's not the way the senior class needs to go out. Um, so anything else frustration wise or anything just in general about this game you want to talk about uh, to get off your chest? I, I, I just really don't know. Jalen Williams is a monster. He's a monster. <laughs> uh, and I think that, I mean, just to go back and not to harp on it, but I think that's very telling of where Macklemore stands with this team right now, that Jalen Williams has started the past three games uh, coming out of half. Like, I, I know Purefoy's spot is who, is who he's taking, but in reality, he is taking minutes off of Anthony Macklemore. Yeah. And, and I mean, I think that's very telling. And I think it's something that's going to continue to grow because he's shown when he's in there to be a difference maker, to be someone who plays with energy to, to yeah, he's going to make a mistake because he's a true freshman. And this is what, like his eighth game of the season and third game, third or fourth game over two minutes of playing time. Like he's going to make mistakes, but he is growing into being a force for Auburn basketball right at the right time. And you know what? Like, Bruce is going to be the one who makes the hard decisions. Like he has shown that is who he is. Like if he has to sit one of those guys who have been with him for a long time, he's going to, because in reality, like he wants to win and he wants to win in the right way. And so uh, Jalen Williams impresses me. Uh, and I'm hoping that he's going to be the one along with the Coro and Wiley who really dragged this thing to the end. Yeah. But the problem is there is you've got to have a guard step up. At, alongside those guys even Heck, if they let do Jaylen step Williams up. be the guard like why not dude <laughs> wanna... spun three players out tonight like on a on an open like no guard would come back to him and get the ball so he's like heck i'll just take it on my own he's yeah. been moving through the lane and got an assist so there, are you calling for a, a situation like where we had simeon bowers at point guard that one I, time is it i could really care less i'd take simeon bowers at point guard right now good <laughs> lord like I mean, give me Horace Spencer as as outlandish and wild as he was. Like you get okay. Look, look here. I have dealt with your words about my boy Anthony Mack. No, no, Kyle. If don't you, go back you, and look don't at you the bring st- Agent Zero Kyle. into this? No, like because Agent Zero would hand Anthony Macklemore his lunch and then some right now because you know what <laughs> your boy is so embarrassing. They can't hit a shot. Like he he's like over in the past five games. Like look, uh, you can take all the the hatred and everything you want. Yeah. We had trick or treat Horace Spencer, but dude was at least going to give you some points or at least club somebody. Like I, I just want either of those right now. I'm tired. Like the softest I'm going to lay down as a Josh Nebo backs me down was just awful to watch tonight. Oh like, man. He laid down like he was putting Maverick to sleep. Mm, you are, you're making this difficult for me to not hear. I'm trying to be well-behaved and not battle back here. Let me, let me just, let me defend Anthony on this one point. I don't think you can categorize him as selfish in his play. Can you categorize him in the lat his stretch lately has been very poor and sometimes very uh, bad decisions. I will grant you that, but let me, selfish? let me ask you a question. Let, let me, let me define my selfishness. Okay. Uh, how tall is Anthony Macklemore? Anthony is six foot nine, nine, eight. 10 range. Yeah. He's a, he's, he's a large fellow, right? Yeah. Yes. 
predominantly where do you say he plays? Uh, mid range, not he likes to hang out and is close to the three. No, point no, arc where, as a where big do you man. okay? Where do you think he should play? He should play inside more, and yeah, he should right play inside more, right? Where was right. he whenever he was at his best before he broke his leg? Uh, he was he was inside and would stretch it out, right? Yeah, he, I, I see what you're getting at, and I would agree with you that probably he he did have a more balanced game back then. when you're consistently only settling for three point shots. That's what I deem selfish, okay? It, it's enough. not your game. Like you need to work inside to out. He was best last season whenever he would start getting his buckets on the inside and begin to stretch his game out because it would open up this floor. But instead, he hangs out at the AU logo and just chucks. Okay, fair enough. Moving <laughs> no, no, on. I, but I, I don't think we can put him in the same category as what we what we've been frustrated with Samir and uh, Javon. Though, can we agree on that? Nope. No. You Nope. All right. Enough. We're not going to agree on that point tonight. All right. I know you didn't want to talk about this aspect of it, but can we at least address this part of it? The refs were atrocious both ways. What about that technical foul? Double technically technical foul on the Bruce Pearl family because he got one and Steven got one. What was your perspective of that exchange? That's Steven's second one of the year, I'm pretty sure. And I imagine when Stephen Pearl gets a technical, it's hilarious as could be. <laughs> like I, I want to know what is said. Uh, probably not repeatable on public airways, but I want to know what's said because I find Stephen Pearl hilarious. And uh, I'm just going to bring it up for next year. If we happen with the show cause that we've been put a national or the letter of violations or whatever the NCAA right, right. serves now, it, if Pearl ends up being suspended for any amount of time next year, I'm looking forward to Stephen Pearl coach. Like, you I think, think it's going to be fun. You think I, I mean, who, Stephen Pearl? Who else is it going to be? Uh, I, Chad Pruitt. <laughs> I mean, Chad Pruitt's not even like technically classified as assistant coach, right? Yeah, that's that, that so. Was kind I, of I, I'd imagine it would be Stephen Pruitt. Uh, I hear Chuck Person's pretty hard to get a hold of to coach a game lately. Ooh, pretty hard to call plays from. Oh, never mind. I'm, I was going to make a very bad joke, but uh, he's still an Auburn man, is no matter how much he. Uh, hey, I don't know how much phone time you get in Federal Pen. Oh God, oh man, we've taken. Look, we've the fans of this show that are, you know, related to the Auburn basketball program, we have just like crossed off here tonight. Okay. That's enough. That's fine. That. Like I, I am, I'm, I'm just upset. I, uh, I tried to get you to push this back to tomorrow because I knew part of it was calming me down, but like, I was just, I'm, I'm just mad. Well, I'm kind of glad actually now that I get to he- see your true feelings about this come out. All right, look, push this one aside. We've got to get to this last game against Tennessee and boy, howdy are we coming against the Tennessee team that we just saw, but that apparently is playing their best, best basketball of the season this Saturday, the final game of conference and the regular season will be in Knoxville. Uh, the 17 and 13 Tennessee volunteers also nine and eight in the SEC, 11 AM central time this uh saturday the 7th you can watch it on espn2 drew not only have they just gotten done taking down number six kentucky at rep arena they've also beaten florida one of the top four teams in the sec at home in knoxville could we have picked a worse opponent to be playing at our lowest point of the time yeah i'm i'm not looking forward to going to thompson bowling <laughs> arena that's a hard place to play anyways i I mean, Bruce may just go ahead and get ejected right off the bat. May just go, you know what? Give me my two. Let's go down four because we're going to go down four anyway. So, like, 
let's just go to the go to the house what do you think uh, you'd have to do to get ejected immediately uh i think if you give the the ref a wedgie like <laughs> a, exactly like an nhl wedgie like over the top and then shove him over or maybe get like uh stretch to like accidentally like oh i gotta search for something on the ground crouch down and shove the ref over stretch i i think that would probably get it that's that's along the same lines of what i was thinking i was thinking of just walking up to all three of the refs and just pantsing them right there right at the half court as they meet each other but hey you know whatever gets the job done bruce i don't care if you have to get ejected hey, just say just Sam Casella and just punt it into the stadium or into the arena. Like who cares? <laughs> and to do it at your former place of employment too, would just be, and then go yeah. join the student section. I'd let him go cheer oh for Tennessee for a minute. I'd laugh so hard. We, that, could you imagine this game watching if that happened, seeing Bruce Pearl just in there, just like dogging his own team just to get them fired up as, and painted up in that disgusting color orange, man, I've just had an incredible narrative pop up in my head. Uh, okay. Look, Tennessee's playing well. Obviously, very two very big wins here since their loss to Auburn. Uh, they've got a lot to play for in terms of seeding uh, in the tournament here. Uh, it's the final game of the season for them as well, obviously, too. And a little bit of revenge, I think, after they let one get away from them at Auburn Arena. What does Auburn have to do specifically to make sure they come out with a W at, at Knoxville? In this order, feed Wiley get into the paint, play tough defense. Fair enough. Do those three things and you get out of there. Specifically, you got to play through Wiley. Secondly, you got to get into the paint. Auburn's going to play tough defense. Like I really haven't been upset with our defensive effort a lot of times uh, the this season. They, they always ratchet up and can go long stretches, making the other team not score. The issue is that we come down and just throw the ball up so quickly uh, on a random three-point shot that they run back down and score. So, I mean, it, it really settles on the offense has to have an identity that doesn't start or end with Javon McCormick or Samir Dowdy. Yeah, I, I would agree 100% with what you just uh, said there for your three points. Uh, obviously, Austin Wiley is key right now. He's the one uh, consistent thing we have right now. And, you know, I would like to see Isaac Okoro have a really big game uh, to end the season here after you know working back to complete form after that injury there um, so I would really like to see him kind of establish himself to uh, end this season here so uh, we'll, we'll see what happens though you know if I had to ask you though Drew confidence wise what per, like if you had to put a percentage of confidence that Auburn wins this game in Knoxville what would you put it on right now I put about 30 percent I can't muster up much more than that. But how about this? I think this would get a better percentage from you. Percentage that Bruce Pearl actually does get at least one technical in this game. Zero percent. Really? You don't think that man's going to not try, try an opportunity uh, to take one? Unless it just goes wild. Uh, because I I don't think this team responds um, to a technical or anything like that. Like they yeah. just, there's, there's so much Michael Scott dead inside to them <laughs> that like, I, I don't know if they're going to get the response. So, I mean, it makes no sense. Like, yeah, you can bat all you want. Refs are probably going to suck, but I mean, unless there's just something atrocious, like there was a couple of times tonight, I just really don't think he's going to get one. Drew, I'll tell you this much. I know how much you wanted to push this one off by day, but wow, the amount of references that you have dropped tonight in your rant or or 
not I wouldn't call it pseudo anger, but just venting your frustrations over the airwaves. I really have enjoyed this. So thank you. I think you dropped Michael Scott. A couple other things that are slipping my mind right now, but uh, thank you for an entertaining episode tonight. Uh, so we'll leave it at that. Hopefully we're in a much better position and ha- have a much more fun conversation to end the season here uh, for the Auburn Tigers. Let me give you a quick update on the women's program before you get out of here. They're actually having a better time than we are right now. They upset Vanderbilt in the first round of the women's uh, SEC tournament in South Carolina. Uh, beating the 12 seed as the 13 seed. They will now take on the number five seed, Arkansas, when we're recording this tomorrow, Thursday, the 5th at 2.30-ish, depending on how everything else plays out um, Eastern time on the SEC Network. So thank you to the girls for bringing some happiness in basketball on this day. That's all we have for you here. Before we get out of here, Drew, uh, where can they contact you on Twitter? If you want to send... critique feedback whatever you can send it to b-e-n-k-1-n-g <laughs> on twitter oh that's so good that's such a you know i don't even know if you realize that but that's a turn on him doing that to someone else but very good sir you can find me on twitter at tiger eye 24 thank y'all for dealing with our rants tonight and staying tuned uh during this game and this episode till we talk to you again war eagle go lady tigers Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?